Silence! What is wrong with you? What, what do you mean? Why would you did, even do that? Did you see that flump go by? <laughs> Silence. Oppenheimer! I myself am strange and unusual. Listen to Fred Radio! Nerd alert! See, this is the stuff that brings nerds together. So it's sort of social. Demented and sad, but social, right? If I'm interested in it, then by definition, it is nerdy. Are you in loser denial or something? My dad's a nerd. And welcome to episode 306 of Nerd Pride Radio. 306, Donald Trump had 306 electoral votes when he won the presidency in 2016 in what he and his staff called a historic landslide win. Coincidentally, 306 is also the number of electoral votes received by Joe Biden in the 2020 election when he won the presidency. Sorry, my phone is ringing off the hook. Yeah, brag about it. All right, um... So, wait! Actually... If if you uh if you listen to uh, OAN, actually Trump won this election by four hundred and ten electoral yeah, votes. Yeah, no, I saw that. I saw that. But uh, here in reality, <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? If it wasn't for us here in Nebraska, God, it would have only been three hundred and five. Yeah, accord- according to OAN, uh, Trump won every electoral college vote in California. Whatever. So. <laughs> Ask me how I'm doing today. Go on. Ask me. How you doing? I am awesome! My name is Mike Jones. I am a Pathfinder slash D&D nerd, a history nerd, a sci-fi nerd, a comic book nerd, computer nerd, movie nerd, comedy nerd, science nerd, gaming nerd, plus there's like seven other kinds of nerd. I only wish I was nerdy enough to be you are listening to Nerd Pride Radio, the place I go every week to hate on about all the nerd stuff that just won't fit in my skull anymore. Oh, oh, there's no collective anymore? It's just you? It's just me. I, sorry, I was planning on recording solo today because you were working overtime, and so I thought maybe I would be alone. And I so, only work till three. That's that's a thing. I, I meant planning, hoping. That's what I meant, <laughs> hoping. Um, as always, screw you, man. <laughs> we're recording live from our Nerd Pride Studios in Shermer High School in Shermer, Illinois. It is really. I, I've I've tested them. It is really unsafe to dance on that banister. Dude, dude, they are trained dancers. They are a motley crew of high school students. Yeah, well, okay. Um, They are a brain, an athlete, right? A basket case, a princess, and a criminal who are all highly trained dancers. Only one of those may have inherent dancing ability. Based on those descriptions alone, what in the early nineties? What? What is your bigotry coming through here? The this early nineties? D- no, whatever. 
or 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 was it late eighties? What, just because they made fun of the athlete for being a wrestler and wearing tights? Yeah. Oh, okay, maybe. All right. Anyway. Uh, oh, that's right. Okay, I'm trying to like. Do I have to play a sound here? Do I? No, no. I just say it. That's Sorry, right. Is uh, you should be used to me calling you a bigot at this point. It's it's time for yet no, another you didn't installment. Call me a bigot this time. In our uh-huh. all too frequent segment. Mike was wrong! Uh, last week I got a quote from Calvin, and uh, I incorrectly attributed that to UB40 uh, and Red Red Wine, and I was I was completely wrong! Turns out uh, the quote that Calvin gave was actually from The Clapping Song by Shirley Ellis. Uh, the Clapping Song by Shirley Ellis. Shirley Ellis also gave us uh, The Name Game. Aiden, Aiden, Pope Aiden, yeah, Banana, Fanna, no, no, Pope Aiden. But I remember you also mentioning the name song. Yes, when I told you earlier this week that I had a mic was wrong. Oh, uh, yeah, that might be it. I no, think actually, that's when it was. Actually, it wasn't earlier this week. It was probably last week. No, oh, it was, pro- it was probably as we were pre- preparing to record last week and then didn't. That's probably exactly yeah. what happened. I think you're right. Uh but that does bring us to the meticulously plotted portion of this podcast. This is the time for me and Aiden, where we talk about all the interesting things that we've stumbled across during the last week or so. If it, something tickles our nerd fancies during the course of our busy, busy weeks, we add it to the master list. And then the best stuff off of that list gets spewed out all over you guys every week when we record. You, you lucky dogs. dogs. Uh, straight into it, we're going to start with the gaming table. I've got Dungeon Master's Guide. Role-playing games, video games, board games, card games, any games, if it fits on our gaming table, we are here to share it with you. Or actually, uh, Aiden is, because this is his topic again. It is my topic, and I talked about it last time I was on, and now that it's out, I feel like I can talk about it again. Okay, what are we going to talk about? Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk? Uh-huh. Is there a year associated with that cyberpunk? Uh, 2077, because I believe it happens in the same universe as Blade Runner? I have no idea. No, because Blade Runner was 2048. That just was came it? Out. Yeah. Okay, then I'm thinking of something else. Anyway. Okay. But, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's very GTA-esque with cyborgs, with much more nuance. Okay. Uh, stealth aspect. It... I guess the point of the overall that I'm trying to get to is it was worth waiting eight years for this game. Really? Uh-huh. People were hyped up about this for eight years? The first tre- teaser trailers came out in 2012. Wow. And you know what? I haven't hadn't heard anything about this game until, like, two months ago. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's it's been a ride. We've been waiting for this one for a while. Wow. Cool. And it, it was worth it. It is really good. But just like any game, first week, it's got a couple of bugs. Uh-huh. Uh, characters walking through walls and uh, guns you want to pick up phasing through the floor. Okay, well, but they, you know. they've only had eight years to work that stuff out, so give them time. But they've also, you know, can patch it later. and Yep. Oh, nice. So, mm-hmm. so worth your while. Is yes. what you're saying. Right, yes, cool. if if you have a chance to and you like open world adventure games, Cyberpunk is for you. Alright. I assume 
Well, I guess I'm just assuming it's just, you know, a cyberpunk world. So oh. is there anything anything unusual about it other than it's cyberpunk and it's again, um, a GTA style game. So I assume you're being assigned missions in this big open world. And... Yes and no. There, there's a whole new rule set to this world because everyone is a cyborg. Literally everyone. Okay. And uh, either you work your normal nine to five until you die, or you're a bounty hunter, and that's about it. Oh, okay, all right, I get you. And and you play as one of those bounty hunters, and so uh, you'll walk to you'll walk around, and eventually the person who is said to give you missions will be like, "Hey, something weird is going on near you." And then you go and do it. And it's it's got a lot of... You can... How do I want to phrase this? The way you solve issues is extremely open-ended. Okay. If you want to take out an entire base full of goons, you could just go in guns a-blazing, or you go to the front counter, crouch behind it, hack the camera on the other side of the counter... And now that you're in the entire camera system for the building, you can use that to one by one find where all the enemies are hiding and then hack their brains so they explode. Oh. Alright, that's cool. Alright, but you're having a good time. Yes. And this is, is is this a multiplayer no. experience? I, it didn't no. sound like it, but I wanted to make sure. Alright, cool. Yeah. Alright. Anything else on the gaming table? Uh... I'm panicking. Help. <laughs> okay. Um, then in that case, let's go to the science corner. Oh, she blinded me with science. She blinded me with science. Blinded me with science. And that music means if you don't walk away now, you might be in danger of learning something. I actually have three things on the science corner this week. And Gasp. I, I will make them very quick. Uh, the first one is that the Arecibo tel- Telescope in Puerto Rico collapsed. Uh, just over a week ago, and uh, it's just very sad. It was, uh, up until very recently, it was the largest radio telescope in the world, and it has been functioning um, for decades, and uh, it was just sad to see it go. It was damaged in Hurricane Maria two years ago, three years ago almost, and uh, never did get the repairs that were needed. I mean, the whole island didn't get the relief that it needed. And then uh, subsequently there were earthquakes and uh, ultimately the, the central tower on it just fell down into the dish and it's, it is not, not repairable at this point. So uh, that was sad. So, you know, thank you for everything, Arecibo. Sad to see it go. Um, is, the... is, isn't, isn't that what I put up the little figures that I put on my switch to get game bonuses? Yes. Yes. The, your Arecibos. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, nice, nice respect. Whatever. <laughs> Stupid um, building shouldn't have fell down. Second up, uh, my son I Jacob. I have great respect for science, and I'm sorry. My son Jacob sent me a. Uh, oh my god, is this the clams one? <laughs> sent me a picture of clam hats. Um, <laughs> in uh, in in Poland, um, it's uh, in Poland. There is a a water plant. That, and maybe more than one, but a water plant that uses clams. And these clams have 
little springs glued to the tops of their heads, their little clam hats. And uh, the springs then connect to a magnet, which is uh, connected to some contact point. And uh, um, I don't even know that it's a magnet. Big chunk of metal. Anyway, as long as the clam is happy with the water coming in, the clam stays wide open. Everything's just fine. If uh, if pollutants get in, specific pollutants, too high a level, whatever, I don't know all the details. All I know is I'm seeing a clam with a hat on. <laughs> Super get, scientific. If things get bad, the clam closes. Completing the circuit. Thus completing the circuit and shutting off the water flow. That's fantastic. It's a clam and a hat. Clam hats. So, um, I'm pretty sure that's a, that's a Zelda anime. <laughs> Hashtag clam hats. Um, but then the last thing I have, um, I have that are a horrifying STD. Okay. This one, um, 41,000 years uh, ago, uh, a Neanderthal family lost a child. All right. And this child, oh, yeah. this child, uh, was uncovered at, uh, um, at a site in France, and the the only name given to the child is uh, uh, La Ferrasi Eight because La Ferrasi is the archaeological dig site uh, and cave system where they they dug the child up and ate. I assume the eighth body there, um, and so this skeleton, among others, was found in the early seventies. And researchers at the time assumed that the child had been intentionally buried. The theory was that Neanderthals. Uh, uh, intentionally buried their dead. And so um, the theory was that this child had been buried there intentionally. And uh, subsequent theories have cast some doubt on this, saying that uh, Neanderthals may not uh, may not have intentionally buried their dead, uh, that maybe, you know, when we find bodies, you know, in this state, maybe we're just uh, reading clues into this based on our own culture um, and uh, anthropomorphizing them, although they are technically human, so anthropomorphizing them seems weird. Um, but uh, th- this is also, by the way, uh, my one beef with the article, is because it frames this as a debate about whether or not Neanderthals buried their dead, or if, if burying the dead was uh, solely the purview of humans, uh, homo sapiens. And and my immediate thought is, is, yeah, except Neanderthals are homo sapiens. They are homo sapiens neanderthalensis. That's their scientific name. They are homo sapiens. They're humans. Uh and so, therefore, this is a, a, a false premise that they're laying down here. But, I mean, I get what they're going for, and I shouldn't really judge, because, I mean, this is just some, some pop-side website looking for clicks. But Right, uh, we're not talking about Neander- Neanderthalensis. We're talking about Homo sapiens full stop. Right. You idiot. So, anyway, that's not the point. <laughs> the point is, now that we uh, someone has taken the time to actually look at this in more detail, all the all the research has been there. All the the details of the site uh, and all this were were written down, you know, back in the seventies, fifty years ago. And uh, but the analysis was not very complete, not very thorough. And so someone has taken a deeper look at it right now. And what they have found is that um, this child was found. Uh, Buried deeper than the Neanderthal layer, all right, in what uh, they refer to as an archaeologically sterile layer of sediment. So someone had to have intentionally dug down in order to place the body there in a, in a layer, an archaeological layer that was not their own. Could have fell in a hole. Could have, probably didn't. Um, plus, 
there's no animal marks on the bones, so there there weren't any scavengers. Nothing got a hold of it. Um, it was laid out intact, so all the bones are in their correct anatomical positions in relationship to one another. And uh, uh, this is the part that that actually made me cry as I was reading the article. I don't know what kind of mood I was in, but uh, the child's head was slightly elevated, like somebody actually put them in a position of repose put something under their head made the, i mean like dead body but I'm, I'm doing it again i'm gonna tear up here this is there's some about it's, it it's the dad instincts yeah it really is um because we don't we don't know if the child was a boy or a girl but we do know that this kid was about two years old it was a toddler and every indication is that it was intentionally buried and it it was loved all right some neanderthal parent some uh, early uh, human subspecies uh, loved this child and thus put it in the ground respectfully and and I'm just to me that just floored me. There was something about this article even though again, you know some pop website looking for clickbait with third hand information um, uh, and it just it moved me and I just thought it was very sweet and uh, I don't know, I like Neanderthals so there you go um, hey, 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 guess what? Guess what? Guess what? What? Huh? It's t- time for a nerd what, culture what, report. Huh, what? I thought this was bowling for weirdos. <laughs> no, Gonzo, but you are very, very close. All right, here's the deal. Uh, Warner Brothers has announced that for uh, starting now and all the way through the year 2021, and probably beyond that, uh, they're going to start uh, releasing all of their theatrical release movies are going to hit theaters and go straight to HBO Max on the same day. So, in the upcoming year, if you would like to watch Wonder Woman 1984 on the day it's released, you can do so from the comfort of your own home if you have HBO Max. All right? Uh, the new Godzilla vs. Oh, King Kong that's gonna movie. Be a, that's going to be HBO Max exclusive. Well, during its initial release, it's going to be in theaters and on HBO Max, and then eventually it'll get out to other streaming services. You as know movies, HBO Max as movies do. isn't going to let go on that. Eh, well, we'll see how things go. Um, uh, the new Suicide Squad movie, this one done by James Gunn, who did, uh, uh, well, uh, James Gunn has done a ton of crap that I love, but most specifically for superhero movies, he did Guardians of the Galaxy, the original. Um, so his new Suicide Squad movie, uh, Space Jam 2. I know you're super excited about Space Jam I 2. I am super excited about Space I know, Jam 2. because you're a millennial, almost. And uh, I'm a millennial, sort of. Right. Um, the Conjuring 3. I could care less. Uh, the Matrix 4. Really? Really. Uh, yeah, and I'm not, I don't know that did, I'm excited we, about it. Didn't but... we end on enough Jesus imagery? Well, it wasn't... Wasn't Bill and Ted face the music actually the Matrix Four? Isn't that didn't they converge? You never invited me to face the music. Uh, and then also the new remake of Dune, no, or the no, new no, version no, no, of no, Dune. No, no, it's no. not even a remake; it's just a new version of. You, Dune. We don't get to skip over this again. You keep not inviting me to cool shit. We like to exclude you. I know it makes us feel powerful. So, um, anyway, so here's the thing: is is it worth it? Is it worth getting HBO Max? Just so I can get all these new releases. Uh, and uh, I don't know. I mean, like, because they'll also, you know, they'll also release them, if not immediately on, you know, first day of the theaters, 
you know, I'll be able to get it from from Amazon after a few weeks. You know, I'll be able to I rent don't it. Think so, well, yeah, I'll, yeah, you'll be able to rent it. You can rent movies once they go to rental. And nowadays, right. they've been doing Amazon Prime has been doing new release movies are renting for twenty bucks. Because they know people aren't going to the theaters, so this is a way for them to make some of their money back. And then it drops down to like eight bucks, and then five, and then right. But a lot of stuff that HBO Max is, for lack of better words, hoarding. Hold on, we have a phone call. Sorry about that interruption. Um, what I was saying is that the way that I feel that, for lack of better words, HBO is hoarding properties. I feel like they're going to keep as much as they can so that they can compete with the likes of YouTube Prime and Netflix and Hulu. Well, and especially Netflix, because Netflix has a whole ton of movies and TV shows that are just Netflix creations. Right. And they're, they will never show up anywhere except Netflix. So if... If HBO Max and Warner Brothers are owned by the same people and they can pull the same crap, if Disney can pull that with their stuff, Mm -hmm. um, with, you know, because Disney owns 60% of blockbuster properties out there right now, then, yeah, these these are now, we're going to move away from the idea that, oh, these are movies that everybody can get a hold of Mm -hmm. and go to a model where, no, these are all networks and these networks own these properties and you will never see them anywhere else. So, right. So if you want so, to have a chance to see them, you that's need to what buy I'm hoping in. doesn't happen with all these movies that I want to see. Right. Or, or at very, at the very least, I hope all of them still maintain some sort of rental presence, even if the rentals don't come until like two or three months afterwards. That's fine. Mm-hmm. That's, I'm used to waiting for somewhere stuff. where I don't need to pay for your full service, but can acquire something you have for a brief moment. Right. Or you could be one of those people that just you know. Once a year, they sign up for the free month trial of HBO, catch up on all their Game of Thrones and a few extra movies, and then, okay, cut it off after the free month. But I've seen about 18 ads for movies that I really need to see on t- HBO Max. Yeah, I'm telling you. There's how much How much is HBO Max? 15 Ew. $15 a month, or I just got an ad because, because I went out and priced HBO Max, and so now they're giving me ads for HBO Max. And telling me that if I go sign up right now, if I pay six months in advance, I can pay six seventy dollars for six months, which then winds up to like twelve and a half dollars a month or whatever it was. It wound up being about twelve to thirteen dollars a month uh, if I wanted to pay six months in advance, um, which I didn't. But you know, I appreciate the offer. So there you go. So anyway, I don't think I'm gonna do it because again, you know, I just named off save over twenty percent for six months when you prepay. Yeah, so that's the one. So, uh, so yeah, it, the number of movies that I desperately want to see, um, you know, like Wonder Woman in 1984, I really want to see that one right Godzilla away. versus King Kong, I need. Right. But, yeah, other than, like, and Suicide Squad, I would love to see Suicide Squad. I Matrix, hope it's I, not I, a train wreck. I, I would like to watch Matrix when it comes out. I'm not, you know, uh, not dying for it, but I want to see it. So... Um, you know, the four or five movies I want to see. It's uh, just, it's just I'll wait two until hours of a Matrix. Where are they now? Yeah, I'll I'll wait until they become six dollar rentals, and I'll pay for them then instead of fifteen dollars a month to get them. But man, it's still tempting. You know, we got to decide which channels you're going to have. If I'm going to accept. 
paying for a service like this, I need to be in the right mind space and schedule space to be able to make it worth it. Because right. if I am not watching at least two movies a month... See, here's the thing. I have, right now, I pay for uh, Netflix, Hulu, uh, Prime, So and you Disney. do pay for Hulu. Yeah, I pay for Hulu. Yeah. Um, we, we did used to camp off of Jacob's, but then um, we were watching it enough that I felt guilty, so uh, we went in and started paying for our own subscription. So I pay for the four big ones there. Uh, and then there's some add-ons that I've had. Like twice now I've had Shudder, uh, which is the horror movie uh-huh. channel. I've had it as an add-on to Prime. It's only five bucks a month. That's yeah, awesome. And then I find that, oh, okay, I watch like three or four movies, and then I don't watch Shudder for three or four months. It's like, just shut it off. I mean, I know mm-hmm. for you it would be worth it. Not really. but And for Kyle, it's definitely worth it. But uh, it just doesn't pay off. Once I run out of horror movies on Netflix... I'll, I'll maybe invest in Shutter yeah. as long as I can't find them on Tubi because Tubi is very extensive with their <sighs> horror movie I selections. I cannot wait to get a new TV in my bedroom because my current TV doesn't support a lot of uh, a lot of channels, mm-hmm. but it's things like Tubi and Hoopla and Voodoo and mm-hmm. well, no, not Voodoo. Um, no, Voodoo's terrible. Yeah. Um, but there's there's a string of like five hey, of them. Hey, you crackle have, of course. You have a smart TV in your room. Yeah. Go to Tubi on your phone. It won't cast. What? There are certain things that will not cast. No, 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 no. Screen mirror. Maybe. Because I know that if I screen mirror to my TV at home, I can read my texts on the big screen. I can do that to this one, but when I try and do it in the bedroom, it wants to open up the app on the TV. For so if if it's me sharing YouTube, well, right? But it, I can't do a screen mirror in my bedroom. No, 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 no. If you're broadcasting YouTube, that goes through the YouTube app always, right? But there is a function on most smart TVs to screen mirror other smart devices. That was a piece of crap. I'm telling you I can't do it. Okay. We searched forever. But I suspect that I might have something by the end of the year. So uh, that would change my if my viewing. If a jolly habit. man in a red coat has any ideas. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm I'm hoping that by New Year's I will be able to do all of those. So You're the only You're jolly saying man I need to red. put on the red coat? Fuck you. I'm... You're already wearing a red shirt. No, you're calling me a fatty. I get it. Whatever. Well, maybe you should be such fatty. <laughs> so, anyway. <laughs> um, and now for something completely different. And now it's time for something completely different. Yes, apparently. At least John Cleese thinks so. Mm. Uh, just stuff we don't have a category for yet, such as... So, Aiden wants to tell a story. I have I have a story about a friend of mine. And uh, due to some actions taken in this story... My friend is afraid that if we use his name, that uh, the sheriff of our town, which we know listens, will come and arrest him for it. So, for the sake of protecting the innocents, I'll just call him John. <laughs> oh, will you? Yeah. You just call him, just, just your friend John. Yes, my friend John. That's very generic. Go ahead. So, I was helping him out uh, get some stuff moved at his parents' place. 
And we get back into town, and uh, for one reason or another, he makes an illegal turn. And Wait, on an illegal turn? Can you provide more details about this illegal so, turn? So, uh, he was in the turn lane. Uh-huh. And he turns... Where, where were you? Uh, I can't give street names, because that's a little too on the nose when we're putting this out in public, and that would be a danger to my safety. Oh. Okay, go ahead. I don't care about this hypothetical John's safety. Okay, go ahead. But, anyway, so he makes an illegal turn, and he says, I just made an illegal turn. Don't tell anybody. So then I pretend to pick up my phone and go, Hello, police? And then, there's a pause, I'll go, I've told you to stop calling us. We're a British band, not law enforcement. That's... Hi, Hungry. And, and we had a good laugh about that. And then, out of nowhere, John goes, Remember in the bee movie, when the bees try to sue Sting for, you know, using a bee part as his name? And I say, Wow, I didn't know that you knew that Sting was the lead singer of The Police off the top of your head. And his response is, Sting was the lead singer on The Police? <laughs> I like that. I like that story he, a lot. I, I just did a British accent while talking about a band, and he knew Sting was British, so... Okay, so really, the the most relevant part of the story is that John's worried that if you mention that he made an illegal turn on the podcast, and you mention his name... Right, right. If, if, if I gave John so, John's real name, Right. So let's say John. Right. He's afraid that somehow it might get back to law enforcement. They would use this podcast as evidence to arrest him for an illegal turn. John, you're dumb. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, whoa. Hy- hypothetically, John. I mean, it, like, whatever your real name is, John, you're dumb. Okay. So, so alrighty then. <laughs> I like that story, though. Yeah. John, you're not really dumb. I, I like you a lot. You're a good guy. You're nice to my son. I appreciate that. A little dumb, but... <laughs> <laughs> he's he's the himbo of our group. Don't worry about it. All right. Um, oh, oh, sorry. Now it's time for Uncomfortable Topics. Ooh, my favorite! <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, actually, is... I really do like Uncomfortable Topics, though. I do, too. Uh Uncomfortable Topics is where we talk about stuff that is too awkward to bring up with the whole family around the Thanksgiving dinner table. Politics, religion. Yeah, but they're gonna anyway. Right. Sometimes you just gotta. So, uh, first up, uh, I've got one, but Aiden... Let me point to the show notes. Oh, okay. So, I have a friend. Let's just call him John. Let's just call him John. <laughs> Not the same John. No, this would be this would be your other friend John. A different John. Uh-huh. Um and we were in Hyvee. Now, this Hyvee being a grocery store. This John, and I cannot stress enough, is not the first John. It really isn't. The second John is 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 a little overweight. A little bit, as are as are many of us. Right. No shame right. in that. Absolutely. Though I, I, I made a joke at his expense, and 
He responds with, it's not my fault. Blame systemic obesity. He said this with a straight face. He meant every word of it. Okay. Now, I laughed at him, because how fucking stupid is systemic obesity? Right. Except... And then it, it, it occurred to me... That actually, I mean, I, okay, I wouldn't use that turn of phrase because right. that's the kind of topical political phrase stealing that leads to all lives matter, but. Right, see, and that's, okay, this, this is a conversation that we just had while making spaghetti. It's almost earlier. as if we were rehearsing this bit or something. Right. Um, and, and yeah, uh, the phrase systemic obesity, like, okay, I get it. There is, there is a real, um, I mean, I get from his point of view, he's playing off of systemic racism to say systemic obesity, and right. thus, and thus, his his weight issues are really society's fault because we've had. Uh, I don't know if he's as sophisticated as this when he describes it, but you know, big ag has has pushed unhealthy food choices on us. Corporate America has pushed unhealthy food choices on us for years. He's not okay, and so. I get, I get that there's a point to it, right? There, there's, there's something definitely to be said about but it. But it also saying, feels saying systemic obesity feels like that he's comparing the trials and tribulations of fat people to the entire three hundred plus years of things. Oh, four hundred. That, that we, I mean, we've done some shit to black people. Let's right. be honest, right? And so, yeah, it feels we've done some shit to bees. Oh, yeah, it, uh... Bees and black people both need some help right now, but one of them we can help, and one of them is, has a lot of environmental factors that need to be addressed first, like global warming. So the bees can wait, actually. Let, let's let let's fix some societal issues. R- right. Okay, that's great. But yeah, I get, like I say, yeah, it feels... I... <laughs> If when you use the phrase systemic obesity, it feels like you're downplaying someone else's experience by going with this one, even though uh, I understand systemic like the idea that corporate America has has created this environment and and especially sugar corporations, right? And it is very hard for people to lose the weight and that the the discrimination and bigotry against people who are uh, not of a normal weight. Cis weight people? Is that also but, offensive? No, because cis does not... You No <laughs> human being as an adult should be the weight they were born with. <laughs> That's a... Uh, I don't think anyone's achieved that, actually. So... Uh, <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, Alright. You would blow away in the wind. Alright. Um... Look, it so is I a, get that there's also a lot of bigotry against people who are overweight, but uh, there is, or, or people who are underweight for that there matter. There is a line to where it is and isn't bigotry, because there is a whole movement. You can go to our Fat Logic to to get a whole healthy dose of it, where they're trying to make it so that obese is a slur. Well, okay. Obese isn't a slur, right? It although, is, although again, it's a medical once, term. Once again, all of these are so slippery, though, because yes, but also, uh, retard 
used to be a medical term. Used to, to be, be. To be retarded was a medical term. Before that, mongoloid was a medical, medical oh, okay. term. And so thus, we are getting to the point where obese, while it is a medical diagnosis, and it's still a perfectly valid medical diagnosis, it may be that we are edging to the point where, you know what, we need to find a better term for it. I don't think so yet. But, but I'm just saying that that's an open possibility. If you are obese, it it is a way for you to know that you are dangerously overweight and need to make some life changes. Okay. And I know people who are obese who would argue that point. I so know people who are obese who I, would and, also argue that and, point. I am just speaking purely medically. For, okay. Not not athletically, not... They would also disagree with that. But here's, here's, here's my deal. From my point of view, I am currently obese. Uh, and I don't... Um, I don't view it as healthy. I, I don't, I mean, yes, look, I, I feel like if I lose weight, I'll look better and that's awesome. But like, I don't really care much about looking better as much as I worry about, I want my lungs to be healthy right. in case I get COVID. Lung I want my disease, heart to be healthy so I don't drop dead at 56 like my grandfather Diabetes. did. Um, yeah, there's also all sorts of reasons that for me being overweight just opens up a whole world of possibilities for for bad health. That oh, I the places want. you'll die! Right. Um, that is not necessarily true for all people, and it is not necessarily the viewpoint of all people who are obese. And so, I'm not going to judge any of them. Uh, right on this, but yeah, systemic obesity just sounds like a weird term. Yeah, it? yeah. Let's let's find another way to say that, shall we? Okay. Thank you, John. Too. Okay, yes, second John. Um, so, you can tell, uh, just like a woman on the corner, I have many Johns in my life. Oh my god, what is wrong with you? <laughs> you were doing so well in being sensitive. And now, I... <laughs> that one wasn't even offensive! That one was just a fact. What? What? Maybe she's just waiting for the bus. You don't know why she's on that corner. You know what I meant. How dare you make assumptions? I wasn't making an assumption. You were. You by were by a that's woman why, working you the corner. that that's why she no, was on the corner. No, when I say a woman on the corner, I am directly referring to a prostitute, which... Nobody puts baby in a corner. ...is her direct choice, probably, to be in that line of work. Or if it is I was her, not if it is her choice, then I fully support her. I was not belittling her for being a prostitute. I was mentioning the I name. I was belittling belittling her for comedic gain. No, <laughs> I was I was stating the term they use for their clients. You will not pin this one on me. Alright, it's my turn to talk now. Alright. All right. Uh second uncomfortable topic. Uh alright. Here we go. Let's say that we have a president-elect. Let's call I'm, him John. <laughs> I'm going I'm, I'm to go through this. I've, I've actually written all this out. This is scripted, but I'm going to go through it quickly. Oh, uh, it's not scripted when I'm around. So, uh, Joe Biden is going to be the next president John of the United Biden. States. And it is, in my mind, sad that that has to be an uncomfortable topic. It's, uh. it's sad that this is a heated... That the idea that Joe Biden has... Won the election. Right, let, let me let me run through them. I'm already I'm already 
taking a tangent uh, that I don't need to take. I'm going to need a pause really quick for a little bit of an informational update for my... Okay, sorry about that. Yes, he was giving me an update uh, on the recent violence at a pro-Trump rally, which uh, I had heard some of it, but he's got disturbing video. Anyway, um, my point is uh, Joe Biden winning the election is an uncomfortable topic. It, it falls into that category because it's been unbelievably politicized. The idea that it's just not like like saying that Joe Biden won this election is taking a political stance that's ridiculous. So let, let me let me get through my script here. Um, Trump and his lawyers and allies have now challenged the election in, in more than fifty lawsuits. That's what I wrote down. It's actually now sixty. Uh, None of those lawsuits has found any evidence of systemic voter fraud or election irregularities on any scale that can make any changes to See, the election systemic result. systemic there also feels weird. Most of, uh, in fact, many of these were laughed out of court. Like, like honestly, Thank the judges, the judges not, not only dismissed them and threw them out, but acted like they were being ridiculous for even bringing it in the first place. Which they are. Um... And it needs to be noted that at least half of the judges in these 60 cases, at least half, were Republicans. And a full quarter of them were nominated, handpicked by Trump himself. All of them still found nothing. So uh, election officials and investigators in every state that's been challenged, including Republican officials, have found no evidence of voter fraud. William Barr. William Barr. Bill Barr, Trump's handpicked attorney general, a man who has overextended his power uh, to near illegal extents at every possible chance in order to serve Trump and Trump's interests. William Barr announced that they found zero evidence of voter fraud. All right. And it's here's almost as if there isn't any. Right. Like, like, like Trump right. lost the election fair and square. And here's the super telling point. Okay. In interviews. Trump's lawyers, they speak vociferously about this stolen election and Good massive. Word. Yeah, I, I even put it in the show notes about stolen elections, massive voter fraud. But in court, you are you, they, they can say whatever they want in front of a damn microphone out on the street. But the minute they get into court, these lawyers very specifically did not charge voter fraud. They didn't claim to have evidence of voter fraud. Do you know why? What, what they, then why, are they, why were they in court? What were they, they, were charging, they were charging... Uh, they were trying to challenge things on technicalities, looking to throw out a handful of votes here or throw out a handful of votes there. That stuff that they admitted they had no evidence of widespread voter fraud, and admitted that even if they won their cases every time, which they didn't ever, but even if they did win their cases, it was not enough to change any election results anywhere. And they know that. And the reason that they're their speech is different inside the court as opposed to outside the court is because it's a federal fence to lie in court. Inside the court, there are consequences for lying. Outside the court, apparently, there aren't. Um, Which, I mean, First Amendment be damned, right? And GOP lawmakers at the highest levels have known every bit of this the entire time. They know that Trump lost. They know that his challenges are ridiculous. They know that there's no voter fraud. Um, okay, I agree. There, there are some there are some true believers out there. Uh, Matt Getz, uh, some of these other idiots out there. There All are some. Tr- there are some true believers. No, I'm talking about people in Congress. Oh. Um, 
true believers who really believe in this massive conspiracy that somehow covers up all tangible evidence and subverts Trump's loyal supporters, subverts Trump's hand-picked judges, uh, that somehow this massive conspiracy is going on. But, but the majority, the majority of them know what the truth is, no matter what they're saying in public. They know the truth. And even knowing that truth, now over half, half of the House Republicans signed on to that stupid Texas lawsuit that essentially said, hey, despite having zero tangible evidence of any wrongdoing, we would like to ignore the results of a legitimate election because we don't like the results. All right, They tried in court. They failed to prove anything. So instead, they got on board to, to just try and ignore the law, ignore the lawful democratic process because they don't like what happened. And thank God that one got thrown out too. Um, Good. These are Republican lawmakers who advocated for ignoring democracy because it just didn't go their way. That's that's the part that is so do, scary. Do you to know me. what else the, the right is uh, is really pissed off about right now? What uh, that uh, Trump's uh, elect uh, the Trump's Supreme Court padding didn't work. Right. Oh, they're very angry about it. And uh, I, uh, I have more on that in just a second. Um, uh, I guess my whole point here is these are people that are advocating an overthrow of democracy. And in fact, and this is this is just infuriating to me, that every single time this happens over and over, the, the cases keep getting bigger and bigger and they keep getting thrown out. And every time, all the news outlets are like, well, this this is almost certainly the final nail in the coffin. This is almost, you know, this this... Might close the door on his chances. To have to drag that man there is, off the there White is House no, grounds. To them, every single step is still a well. This might be the end of it. It's 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 the last nail in an infinitely long coffin. Oh, so I am. I, I guess my final point is: I can only hope that there is some consequence to these Republican lawmakers for what they have done, because. If they don't su- suffer some sort of backlash for all of this, uh, some sort of legal or or electoral consequence for advocating against democracy, then this is going to be every election from now on. Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously, if there's no consequence for this, every losing politician is free to push push whatever limit, ch- test test the boundaries in undermining democracy if they think it might help them win. That this is so scary that even as Trump is is fading out and well he's not fading out he's probably going to run again in 2024 um but even as we are reaching the very end of his presidency where he has given up being president he is not doing any of his presidential duties oh, right da, now da, da, da. all he's doing unless is unless you count preventing a successful transfer of power work right that he's literally doing everything he can to Make Joe Biden's if job harder. If I can't harder. play with my toys, you can't play with them either. Oh, God. It just, the whole thing is just too much. And so, so here, here we're getting to the end of it. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping that all of this is, is a big last gasp for all of this. And, and that somehow we're going to get through this. But he may, he may still have sown the proper seeds to completely destroy American democracy. See, I mean, it like it. I don't want to be depressing, but I we all need to work to reestablish faith in this democracy. We all have to work to get 
people to accept reality here that it's not because because that 20 to 25 percent of the American electorate that now truly believes that Trump won this election and that it was literally stolen from him and thus overthrowing the democratic process is a legitimate response to what they perceive as the greatest crime in American history. Those people are not going away and they're not going to stop believing that by the time the next election rolls around or the one after that. And so we have to work to rebuild mm-hmm. that trust. We have to work to to stop this before it finally takes us completely off the rails. So, okay. But, see, I, I was talking to John, too, the other day. Okay. And I, it might have been John, too, might have been someone else. I'm just using John, too, as... It okay. might have been John, three. Anyway. Got it. I, I brought up uh, the idea of, what if, what if someone who lost a class president election was acting like this? Mm-hmm. And I explained that they'd be disciplined. You're not allowed to act like that. And he said... Right, right, but that's a class president, not the president of the United States. I'm like, yeah, that's why he should be acting with way more maturity. At every step of this process. It's like, yeah, what? I thought we We were- wouldn't let a child act like this. I thought we were supposed to hold our elected representatives to a higher standard, and yet... He won't let us. And yet, I mean, my God, if you had a child of your own who... Every time anything went wrong, immediately started screaming about how it was everyone else's fault. Yeah, I wouldn't put up with that crap from my kids. What, what happened to taking responsibility? Well, all right, anyway, you know what? Uh, done. Done. We're done. You know what? You know what it's time for? Uh, is it time for your dad instincts to kick in again? Oh, hey. Um, it is time for that. Dad, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm bad. Why did you name me this way? Why, why, why? Hey, that music means it's time for a hi, hungry. I'm dad. No, you were too late there. Sorry. That's, no. I'm dad. No, no. It's just hi, hungry. I'm dad. We don't have to go through this. You know what? It was it was your bit anyway. You asked me to put this on the on the show notes. Yeah. So go ahead. Hi, hungry. I'm dad. It's a hi, hungry. I'm segment. dad. It's a hi, hungry. I'm dad. Hi. Go ahead. Yeah, okay. Um, So, um, a recent study shows that ghosts are not in favor of uh, the death penalty, actually. Really? Yeah. Turns out that ghosts are not in favor of corporeal punishment. Boo. That's what they said. Okay, full truth in advertising. That is a replay of the exact interchange we had while making spaghetti. And he told the joke, and then I booed him, not realizing that that's also the sound that ghosts make. <laughs> so, John John 1 and I are equally oblivious. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> just Just to bring it back around. Um, no, 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 no. Now it's time for Roku! Yes. Which is just me talking about streaming TV. I don't even watch it on a Roku box most of the time. Double gas! So, uh, 
<coughs> excuse me, I hurt my boy voice with the Roku there. Oh, How excuse can you do me. the automatic? Um, well, we'll get to that. Uh, first up, if you're not watching Animaniacs on Hulu, watch Animaniacs. Uh, on the Hulu? New, the new season is really good. Uh, it is um, very, very similar to the original Animaniacs, except uh, updated 20 years to make it a little more politically correct. They took I, out Hello Nurse. They I, I might call it better than the original. There are really good jokes in this one. Yeah. They also, um, it is... It is the Animaniacs, and it is Pinky and the Brain, and then they took out. There's no more Good Feathers, uh, no more Rita and Runt. Definitely no more Chicken Boo. Oh man, I admit Chicken Boo was the, my the, favorite, the least favorite of all the Animaniac. Cartoons. My most favorite Animaniac uh, sub cartoon. No one liked Chicken Boo. I loved Chicken Boo. I still love Chicken Boo. Oh my god, that's okay. Wha, but wha, they have taken out <laughs> all of those uh, middle ones except for Pinky and the Brain. You get a Pinky and the Brain every week. You could not. You and could not. In the last couple of episodes, they introduced a couple of new weird bits. Um, the gnome that lives in people's mouths. That's a great one. Look, you. Look. You, there would be rioting in the streets if Animaniacs came back with no pinky in the brain. Right. So, um, but there are adult jokes mixed in there with the kid humor. Uh, they are just as political as they've always been. Uh, with Bill Clinton still playing the sax. They did, they've taken him out of the uh, opening, though. They don't ever say who he is. Well, right. Because, but, yeah. but, but in the, like, because he's never been in the opening. But he was in that one musical number in episode one. Yes. And, uh, anyway, it's a lot of fun. He did not have sexual relations with that saxophone. He might have. (laughs) Um, I mean, it was pretty horny. (laughs) Hi, hungry. I'm dead. So, uh, also, um, if you are looking for uh, feel-good TV, uh, Netflix has We Are the Champions, which is, uh... It's just about weird competitions around the world. Episode one is about uh, is about that competition in England where they chase the cheese wheel down the incredibly steep hill. Oh my god, I love that one! And people break bones and stuff. Do, do, do you know, know what the reward is for that game? Yeah, the cheese. You get to take the cheese home. And <laughs> I am telling you, <laughs> this is a... You're, you're you're watching that thing. Why why would I want to watch a competition? Why would I want to watch a whole half hour episode about people chasing this cheese wheel down a hill? But they follow several contestants, and the the camera work was brilliant. Having to chase them all the way down that hill, it was. They gave background oh, I was, story. I, well, I'm, I'm, I'm gave, you, you said they were following some of the I, contestants. I I get it. I it's just it is uplifting and inspiring. It was so positive. I loved watching this. And by the end of it, you're like, oh, I get it. That's why you chase the cheese wheel. That makes perfect sense. And it's beautiful. It's really, I mean, stupid. Mindlessly stupid. And yet, really beautiful. And you, then You'd consider chasing the cheese wheel. The ne- I would never consider chasing the cheese wheel. I would consider the this next one. This sounds like a euphemism for drugs. The next one you know, was he, a hot pepper eating contest. He, he tried meth once and he's been chasing the cheese wheel ever since. The <laughs> you are really funny, but I'm making points. 
The second, I mean, isn't that kind of the dynamic of the podcast? <laughs> yes, every I I am telling you, there are so many jokes that I miss until I listen back to it, and I'm like, oh god, he was really good. Why didn't I acknowledge that? Um, <laughs> second episode is a hot pepper eating contest that again is just it's people torturing themselves, and by the end, it is uplifting and it's powerful and it is it is so much fun. And so I haven't even gotten to episode three, which is a dressmaking competition or something about dresses. I don't know what it is. Uh, I haven't even gotten to that one, but I raved about the first two episodes uh, on my website. And my brother said, Oh God, if you have, he said, I've only seen the first two episodes too. I loved them. He said, you should also watch home game, which is about weird sports. Hey, around hey, the world. hey, wait, wait, wait. You, so, you mentioned a podcast. You, you mentioned a website. What's, what's the URL for that? Uh, Nerdprideradio.com slash babble. Okay, cool. Yeah. I, 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 I feel like you should you should be doing a meat bender here, and every time you mention your website, you should just drop the URL. Oh, maybe. Yeah, you're right. I probably should. Uh, other than that, um, what else do we have? Uh, oh, I mean, the, 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 the segment I just mentioned. What, geez, Netflix has a lot of crappy horror movies? <laughs> and boy, did they ever. All right, go ahead. I only have one movie this week. And, uh, so they don't have a lot of crappy horror movies. They just have one. I just don't have a lot of time. Okay, go for it. Uh, it is called Deadcon. And you know, the order I do this pot, this this segment, whichever one I do last is really, really bad. Okay. Um, so, okay. So, Deadcon is a movie about a ghost... Inhabiting a hotel near a YouTuber convention. There are already so many words there that I'm just not drawn to at all. Uh-huh. Okay. And it is not scary. It's mostly jump scares, which pisses me off to no end. That that modern horror movies don't know what suspense is. Uh-huh. That you hear the music revving up, it's like, oh, it's gonna be a jump scare uh-huh okay yep and right there and it there's no it's not even a surprise it doesn't even jump scare me because the way modern movies do it is they just telegraph it from a mile away uh-huh Ugh. and the ghost's powers are so ill-defined like it's looking like it's a, a technology ghost but except for the first time where it can controls that computer, it does none of that ever again. So he can fly, he's got heat vision, x-ray vision. Oh, you know what, let's throw in super breath while we're at it. And they also explain nothing. Because even in the original picture of the little boy who's supposedly haunting this place, there is a creepy man standing way off out of focus in the distance. And every time you see the boy, if you look closely, the same creepy guy is standing behind the boy. They never explain who that guy is. Oh, that's a shame. There's there's obviously a grown man controlling this little boy ghost, and they never address it. I'm sorry? They they never address how or why this little boy is a freaking ghost puppet. I'm sorry. It was just so stupid. So I shouldn't watch it? Do not waste your bandwidth or your own lifespan on this movie. Look, if 
if you need a palate cleanser, just go watch The Good Place. I I just recently started... We have shifted out of Roku. I am sorry. <laughs> I have just recently started watching it again. I'm actually now just finishing season two. I've already watched all of The Good Place. Loved it. I'm rewatching it. I love it just as much on the second watch. And I'm doing this while I have so many TV shows that I'm supposed to catch up on. Like, I started The Boys. I haven't worked on that. Um, uh, well, I'm never going to get back to Walking Dead. I quit that a couple seasons ago. I got, yeah, it's, anyway, it's got Dragon Ball Z it's syndrome just, pretty hard. It's just, I'm just having a problem with... Um, or Umbrella Academy. God, I really want to watch Umbrella Academy, but it just feels like it's investing in so much angst and darkness and 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 emotional turmoil that I'm just not up for that right now. I'm really... God, the good place doesn't. Uh, the good place doesn't make me feel bad. I, I really like watching it, so that's what I'm doing. So if you if you were thinking about watching DeadCon to bring it back to the actual segment we're in, uh, don't go watch the Good Place instead. DeadCon is so dumb. So anyway, hey, now it's time for the pod. Omatic, you are flat. Shut up. <laughs> How dare you. Um, oh my god. All right, this is auspicious. I was just about to say this is going to be the only one we do this time. And uh, no, 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 no. Two Potomatics before this was the last one. Right. Two Potomatics back was the last one. So now, uh, here's double zero. This is number 100. And double zero is hey, from... 100. Oh, we haven't seen you guys in a while. How do I not have it open, though? That's weird. Because we are professional podcasters every time. Well, I would have swore I did open it, though. That's the thing that's got me. Number 100 is actually from Kyle. Well, hi, Kyle. And Kyle says, Roger Roger Federer is largely considered one of the best male tennis players that ever played the game. Remember watching Michael Chang beat Ivan Lendy in the French Open while we were at Mexico Beach when we were kids? Yeah, that was great. What? No, I don't. I don't remember that at all. Did I? Did I do that? Seriously? D- did Did you Did you do that? I I mean, I must have. If Kyle says I did it, then I did. But well, I mean, I mean, I mean, was 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 the aforementioned vacation a thing? Well, yeah, we went on vacation in Mexico Beach all the time when we were kids. We at one point we lived in Montgomery, Alabama, which was at that time a four-hour drive from Mexico Beach, Florida. And so we went to Mexico Beach every weekend to stay in the beach house and and hang out. I mean, we were there, uh, you know, through the six months out of the year that it was warm enough to, to go uh, out there. We were I out mean, there. Safe to say, let's roll again. All right. Give it one more. All right. That is 34. 34. And 34 is from? You have to guess. Uh, oh, too late. It's from Ronster. Well, hey, Ron. Hello, Ron. Ron says, <laughs> Ron, Ron says, me neither, and it scares me. <laughs> yeah, see, I don't remember. I don't remember watching tennis at the beach. <laughs> Look at, hey, Kyle, Ron is on my side. You suck. All right, we're done. Safe that to- is the end of the automatic. <laughs> you know what? I'll roll with it. <laughs> Oh, 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 that's right, that's right. We have to turn it over to GLaDOS to give us a <laughs> recap of this week's episode so far. 
Remember when the platform was sliding into the fire pit and I said goodbye, and you were like, No way. And then I was all, we pretended we were going to murder you. That was great. This podcast is copyright 2020 by Nerd Pride Radio. The opening and closing theme is Death Metal Disco by Ian Kronk, as performed by Black Dove Underground. My bumper music this week was Weezer's In the Garage, and She Blinded Me with Science, as performed by William Shatner. All the songs I use are available on a variety of music services. You should check them out, listen to them, buy them, enjoy them. I wouldn't put them on my podcast if I didn't love them. If you want to help out Nerd Pride, subscribe to this podcast in whatever podcatcher you use. And write us a nice review or a crappy one, any kind of review, as long as you give it five stars, because that's what makes the difference to the algorithm. If you want to do something super nice for this podcast, though, you really need to recommend it to your friends, because you're enjoying this. You are enjoying this, right? You are enjoying this. So spread the word and let other people enjoy it as well. Uh, Word of mouth is my bread and butter, people. Remember, I am always looking for you listeners to do my work for me. Don't forget to send me questions and topics for the Podomatic. Uh, let me know if you want to be included in the Listener Betrayal. And if you have a really interesting nerd fact about an upcoming episode number, send it to me. Save me all of that grueling research. My contact information, Mike at NerdPrideRadio.com, at NerdPrideRadio on some social medias that I will never check. Honestly, never will look at them again. Uh, to be completely honest, the best way to talk to me is come sign up for my forums at NerdPrideRadio.com slash babble. Sign up, send me a message, we will hang out together. We will become best friends in the world. We'll have fun. And now it's time for Listener Betrayal. Before we start recording every podcast, we send out to our uh, uh, our loyal followers on uh, Aiden's Platinum List and my Gallium List. We say, hey guys, we are recording anything that they say to- back to us. We will read off at the end of the podcast, which is what we're doing right I'm now. done goofed real bad. And I, <laughs> I am going to go first because my battery is almost dead. So, I, I, I forgot to add the, the new person. Oh, the new person. Yeah. Okay. Well, I will not say their name so that they don't feel as bad. Oh god, it's not John, is it? Yes, it's John 4. I just saw Garrett. Oh, so, cool. Oh, sweet. Is what? He? He's playing football. All right. Good for him. Okay. That's odd. I would not have expected that of him. All right. Mm-hmm. So we're going to start off with uh, a reply from Calvin. All right. I said, hello, nerd pride person. We are recording. So you are visiting a town you have not been to in years and find out they have a statue of you in the town square. People start to recognize you and hail you as a hero. What's the story here? And this is parenthetically, uh, just sending me lyrics to the Ballad of Jane is uncreative and cheating. I will not accept that. So, Calvin says, <laughs> I have a twin, and little do the people know, but I am the evil twin. <laughs> now, how best to use my fame to my advantage? Very nice. Creative use of the situation, Calvin. Have you tried role-playing games? I think you would enjoy them. Role-playing games, card games, any games. That's true. Ooh, this one, this one is from DM Darks. Pat says, Why, well, hey, Pat? Obviously, it's because I fought the corrupt police force and made it safe to carry polyhedral dice again. 
<laughs> How? How dare they stop us for carrying polyhedrons? <laughs> that is lovely. What a great response. Um, oh, boy. Wow. Uh, okay, that is n- scout-related. Um, I agreed to be Scoutmaster today. What? Uh, it's only temporarily. Oh, my God. That thing you said you'd never do. All right, they need somebody's name on the form. And I said, look, look here's the deal. Uh, I'll do it. But only because it's temporary. You got six months, maybe nine at the max. That is it. And then while we're at it, uh, I won't arrange any of the camping stuff because, well, that's not my job. But you guys, yeah, because we've already got two guys who are really good at the camping. They love it. They like as long as someone else is taking care of that part. Great, I, that's fine. And you get to be in uniform. And I will not do any fundraising. I cannot be in the charge of the fundraising because I suck at it. Really badly. But you get to be in uniform! So, I got six months of this, and I'm like, look, mostly this is going to be the part where where I organize meetings, get people together, and then I yell at kids for a while. I can handle that part. And you the get problem to is, be in uniform! The problem is we have a guy, we have, I'll have to get a new uniform. My old one's kind of, um, one, it's outdated, but two, it's... Um, it's had badges put on and ripped off enough times that it's kind of getting a little, uh, a little worn. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the new guy is, his kid is in Cub Scouts. It's going to cross over in uh, a few months. So, like, by April, March, April, May, sometime, he'll cross over, he'll take over. So what that means is that this guy is going to drop out of Scouts completely, and I'm going to be stuck. That's what's going to happen. It was, it was a... 12-year ploy to trap you into being Scoutmaster. 18. 18-year <laughs> ploy. That's how long I have been a Scout leader without being Scoutmaster. <laughs> oh, God, it's tragic. All right, anyway. You are the most experienced person out of that group. I am! I'm more experienced no, than most of them put together. No one is more qualified for the job than you. I do not want to do it. All right, this one. This one comes from uh, comes from Sarah Beth, oh, shit. and Sarah Beth says, "I mean, I'm not saying I'm the heroine Ladybug. I'm just saying that Ladybug and I have never been seen together. And damn, I miss Paris. Oh, that's sweet. All right, did, um, did you, look. Did you send me one? What? Yes, I sent it to you first. See how I do." Oh, okay. You sent it to me while I was typing up mine so that right, I didn't Right, exactly. So, uh, let's see. Oh, this one's from Kyle. Kyle says, Hey, this actually happened to me. I'm already a famous author. They put up a statue for me in Plattsburgh. Duh. Wow. You Okay, my brother is a famous author, and seeing as how he grew up for so long in Plattsburgh, I can see how they would try and claim him as their hometown hero. So that would make a lot of sense, especially since since uh, um, probably 90% of the novel is set in Plattsburgh, New York. Um, that would make a lot of sense. So, uh, Also, you and Aiden each answer the question. I feel like your questions each week are becoming more laborious on the listeners. Do you feel guilty shirking your entertainment obligations off uh, on the very people you're obligated to entertain? No. No, you betrayed us first. That's right. This is listener betrayal. We're betraying you. Um, but uh, uh, do you are you typing an answer for this question? Yes. Okay. Aiden is actually typing an answer for this question. And uh, and thus, uh, when I have a moment to 
to stop speaking and think, uh, I will come up with my answer to it. Uh, Sla replies and says, I would be terrified and I would probably plot to murder each and every one of them. They don't need to know my secrets. Either that or create a massive army and further the brainwashing. Oof. Wow. God, you are scary. Scary things come uh, this, in small this, packages. This, this is the story of how I rose, rose to fame. Um, oh, damn it. Damn it. You know what I did? What? You know what I did? Uh, um, oh, shit. All right, hold on. I'll take them in order here. What, what did you do? All right. This one is from Dave. And Dave says, This is where having a Cards Against Humanity set would be awesome. Just draw a white card and boom. Reason. Aiden, I can't believe that was the first card that came to your mind. I'm ashamed of you. The 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 falcon wearing a hat card because it's Dave's favorite card? No. Dave's favorite card is bees. <laughs> I love bees. <laughs> Oh this, my god, this, that's, uh, this, I, mean, I, 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 I okay. was referring to what he said was his favorite card right. back in he was, now, three years ago. Here's the problem is, I went too fast. If I, had seen, if I had seen what his next response was, I would have paused longer, just draw a white card, and boom, reason. And then you would have jumped in with something funny to fill <laughs> space, because that's what you do. What are you famous for? Bees? Alright. And then you would have filled in this joke, and then... That's when he would have responded with, I can't believe that's the first thing that came to your mind. And then he adds on, And that's how I lost my virginity. And then he says, Aiden, this isn't free word association. You can't just bone her everything. How dare you. <laughs> I did not say that word once. Because um, that's how we sex it up. Okay, here's where I screwed up. Alright? I sent this out to Frankie. Because Frankie was so good last week. Alright? And for some reason, in sending it to Frankie, it was such a huge, long post, I took off the bit about Don't Sing Me the Ballad of Jane. Did she sing you the Ballad of Jane? I said, Don't Sing Me the Ballad of Jane because that would be cheating. I took that part off. <laughs> because, again, <laughs> I want to ease her into this podcast. <laughs> did she Did she send you the she says, my real name is Jane Cobb, and I'm getting a little bit of deja vu here. <laughs> Damn her. Damn her. <laughs> of all people, I should have left the warning on. God darn it, I know better than this. Uh, all right, fine. Uh, next up is, uh, that was the scout one, so I don't need that. Oh, this one's from Aiden. Aiden says, I punched a neo-Nazi so hard I sent him back to 1933. Hope that doesn't come back to bite me in the ass. <laughs> That's really good. Okay, okay, wait, wait. Uh, my brother says that I have to answer this question now. Okay. And so I'm going to. But it's going to take me a minute. So uh, if you want to... Uh, if you want to start reading no, things... No, 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 we, we do these in order. I can, you, can, you can make good radio while... You're, okay. You're pulling up whatever you're okay. pulling up. What, what, what do you mean you have a document for this? Well, well obviously I have a document for this. What? No, no, it's, no. It's what I, I do. Listeners, I don't think you understand. M Mike said that he had to answer this question, so he's pulling up the documents folder on his PC. Yes. What? Hold on. I think it's under projects. What? 
I don't know where. What kind of is. projects are you working on? Hold on. Um, I uh, don't think this is how no. you sex it up. This is not how I sex it up. Man, all right, God, where is it? It's under gaming. Is it? Oh, I might. And be we're the... wasting time. Hey, you're the one who said to keep it running. Don't you dare. Yeah, we're wasting time. Ah, here we go. On the air. All right, now I need a random number generator. Can you uh, provide one for me? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, oh, R2, you're so good to me. Uh, 30. All right, 30. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, I understand now. <laughs> May I tell them? Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, he has now just pulled up the rules for the instant game he invented. Nice. All right. So, um, uh, so uh, 30, um, as it turns out, uh, let's see. Yeah, this was, uh, this was, my visit to this town was actually in uh, the, uh, uh, God, I guess this was back in the late 60s, maybe, uh, in the age of early space exploration. Um, and then uh, I, I'm going to need another one. Uh, 43. Should I go with things or plots? Uh, plots, probably. Yeah, let's go with, uh, well, it's an action, really. Uh, and I was there in town to, uh, uh, what is it? 40, 43. 43. Yeah, I was there in town to guard... 54. Uh, okay, 54. Hold on. God, doing really bad at rolling back and forth. I need an adjective is my problem. Uh, no, not a place. Descriptor. There we go. So, 54, we said? You zoomed way past descriptors. There we go. 54. Uh, I had to guard an imaginative... Give me one more thing. 98. 98. Uh... Really? Places? Things? No, do I want things or other things? Things. Sorry, this is even better radio than I expected. 98, uh, wow, imaginative wild animals? This is not helping me at all. Or an imaginative vehicle! It's the first thing with AI ever! Oh, that's right! No, I was actually, uh, I was there because I was protecting... Um, uh, an early prototype of the lunar lander uh, from Russian spies that I successfully fended off. Uh, and then apparently completely forgot that I had done so, which is why it was such a surprise to me when I went back and, and they had that statue erected there. So <laughs> Statue. <laughs> God, you're the worst. So anyway, oh, wait, wait, wait. I forgot in the credits, uh, the, the Asdef song. Um, the Muffin Song. Yeah, what about it? That was also in our list of songs that we used here because we did a High Hungry. So, anyway. Oh, okay, yeah. The important would, part? Would, would, would hate to have <laughs> Thomas Ridgewell come at us for royalties. That's right. The, the best part there is I said High Hungry. I'm you, Dad. You didn't respond with I'm Dad. I'm so High Hungry. You missed one. All right, anyway. Uh yeah, back to you. Sorry. All right. So now uh, that I've answered that question, you can go ahead and read uh, your question. Okay. So go ahead. I, I sent out. Uh, well, first off, before I even sent anything out, uh, Kyle responded, "You sent you sending a question or not?" Nah? <laughs> and so I sent out, "Howdy, Platinum members. My dad and I are recording today. If you'd like us to say something or have us read anything, now's your chance. We read anything you send to us. Seriously, anything you type will be read off." This week's question: What are some low stakes conspiracy theories? 
And uh, the first one comes to us from Ryan. And uh, Ryan says, you already did this one. Thank, uh-huh. thank you, Ryan. Uh-huh. Uh, and then Kyle says, I will not be gaslit by you. This is all some scheme to convince me that I'm in a time loop so you and Mike can laugh at me behind my back. I won't fall for it. <laughs> then I realized what I had done. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, I sent back out. Uh, let me find the first response. Uh, uh, sh- uh, and I said, uh, whoops, let's try it again. Howdy, Platinum members. My dad and I are recording today. If you'd like to say something or have us read anything, now is your chance. We'll read anything you send us. Seriously, anything you'll type will be read off the sweet question. Could you name me something good about 2020? Okay, go for it. Um... Sarah Beth responds with two in one episode. Weird, but okay, I got my brain fixed. Good job, Sarah Beth. Oh yeah, no, no, that was actually that was a great thing that happened in twenty twenty. She got yes, her brain fixed. Absolutely. And uh and apparently is is doing well. Not necessarily yes. happy, but well. That is so. great news. And when I say brain fixed, um uh, she's referring to uh, actual brain surgery. Uh, Someone stabbed into her brain. The the next one comes to us from John Five. Hey, John. Uh, also known as Ben. Uh, he says, Pi. Ooh. Nice. With, with the pie emoji. Yeah. No, no. Pie is good. Yeah. Uh, then the next one comes to us from John. It got me to start cooking. This is from the real John, not, not any of this, your this, fake This John's is from or... one of the Johns. Got it. It's John 1. Okay. So anyway, go ahead, John. Uh, uh, it got me to start cooking. Yes. I mean, yeah, we, we can take a good off of that. That's okay. awesome. All right, cool. Uh, the next one comes to us from uh, Gwendolyn. It is so weird saying that name normally when I have a character in my campaigns named Gwendolyn. Let's <laughs> go. Uh, it was a year for personal growth with, with, uh, with all public distractions shut down. People were forced to face themselves, and it has driven many mad, but also caused many to grow. Okay, I accept that. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Gwendolyn. Good and thoughtful answer. Uh, the next one comes from Isaiah. Uh, he says that I have great eyesight. Shut up, I know I sent it twice. <laughs> uh, he then follows up with, but in all seriousness, being able to move out and meet new friends and be myself. Well, good for you, buddy. All right, cool. Thank you, Isaiah. Uh, the next one comes to us from Kyle. Uh, he says, I've been so impressed by the listener betrayal questions that you've been asking this year. Thoughtful, <laughs> heartfelt, so good. <laughs> Keep up the good work and try to encourage your dad to start asking better questions. <laughs> You'll get there, Mike. You'll get there. Shut up. <laughs> uh, the next one comes to us from Pat. Hey, Pat. Uh, he says, uh, got a second car. Haven't had two running vehicles since before my daughter's birth. Well, that's great. And your wife got her brain fixed. Yeah, jeez. Come on, Pat. Jeez, Pat. Yeah, you're going to feel really bad when you listen to this in eight weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you are. Look, Pat, what you got to do is just in eight weeks, find your wife wherever she is. And apologize with no context. No, you know what? She <laughs> understands and she loves him no matter what. Well, no, she'll love him no matter what. But I just need you to, whenever you listen to this, <laughs> find your wife 
and apologize with no context. But don't tell her why. Right, right, right. No context, and then just go back to whatever you were doing. Uh-huh. Thanks, thanks, Pat. And your wife, by the way, will then look at you and go, you just got to that episode? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> um, The next one comes to us from Jacob. Hey, Jacob. Well, hi, Jacob. I and, know him. Uh, he sent me a video link. Oh, shit. Did I not send anything to Jacob? Hold on. Oh, hell. Okay, cool, yeah. Uh, it was uh, a edited clip of the uh, Sephiroth announcement for Smash, which I am so excited for, except uh, uh, the professor in the Goofy movie is Galeem, uh, Max in the Goofy movie is Cloud, and kicking open the door as Goofy is Sephiroth. So, what what a wonderful, wonderful edit, and I wish you could all enjoy it like I did. But I am so excited for Sephiroth! <laughs> ah! Oh my god, Longsword Boy! I, I, my my edgy one-a, one-winged angel of death! Uh, and, and just as an update, thank god, no, I did not forget to send this to my son Jacob. Oh my because, gosh! Because he has seen... That I sent something to him. But he loves you less. And chose not to respond. I'm sorry, to I, I do have one more response. Oh, yeah. And that ahead. is Ryan's second response after I sent the correct one. Really? Yes, if I can you find have, his name. You should have one more. Uh, he says, uh, uh, he says, Steve in Smash Bros. And how dare you? Steve's awesome, dude. I don't know what the problem is. You don't play Smash. No, but I think Steve's cool. Steve is a wonderful addition to the game morally. He and the game he's in... I thought we were talking about the game Smash Brothers. Steve and Minecraft represent one of the most iconic video games in the world. Yes. And I love... The, that reason that Steve is in Smash, but he looks entirely out of place because no one else has a right edge on him. Yeah. He's all square and lit weird and stop it. But anyway, I digress. Uh, and he says, and literally a game released this year. Yeah, we were all really worried that nothing was going to get released. Uh-huh. It's It's been a ride, but Cyberpunk... Age of Calamity. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, uh, the, the, the 3D All-Stars for Mario, which, um, also, weirdly enough, Nintendo is taking 3D All-Stars off the Switch shop in April. Weird. Right? Uh, and the next one comes to us from Mike. Oh, hey, I, I know uh, him. He, he says, is awesome. Good he, looking, yes. too. Yes. Yes, hi, Mike. Uh, he says, Trump lost the election, obviously. That's good. Even better, though, is that Aiden sent out the same question two weeks in a row <laughs> and then couldn't figure out why everyone was freaking out uh, freaking out about it. It was hysterical. And just in case you didn't bring it up, I wanted to make sure I pointed that out. It you was know what? really, really funny. I get one of these a podcast, and I thought I might not use it today, but I'm using it. Go fuck yourself, man. <laughs> He's like, all he's reading it off. Like, all right, all I can see is the pop up says Kyle says I will not be gaslit. You are not gonna. But I don't know what this is about. That's weird. And, and then, then he just keeps moving on. And then Ryan sent me. 
Did you already do this one? And we're, and I have already seen the question of, you know, name something good that happened in 2020. And I'm like, I've never done this one before, dude. Because I, I send him the, like, draft copy. And then I just forgot to recopy and paste. That is hysterical. So, oh. anyway. Uh, hey, it's been a good podcast. It's been a good That week. is how we sex it up. This is... That's how we chew the dew. Oh my god! We forgot to make the announcement! What? There's no announcement to we make. We have a new segment coming. I am, what? No, who? who is spending $30 on a Mountain Dew I, cookbook? I will if I need to. Who is spending $30 on a Mountain are, Dew cookbook? Are, are, are you doing this because you've already done it? No. <laughs> so, we have a new segment that's going to be appearing at some point. There, we have a new segment that we laughed about and thought, boy, wouldn't it be funny if we we're, did that? We are doing this. Which we're not doing. We but, are absolutely doing this. But it's certainly a funny concept, so we'll share with you and, what we were thinking And the of. fact that Mike isn't stopping me at the end of the podcast here means that it's probably going to happen. So, Mountain Dew has released a cookbook. So, we've decided that a good segment would be... We've decided it would be really funny if... Every once in a while, we made a dish from this cookbook, and all of these dishes include putting Mountain Dew in as an ingredient. And we try them, and then review it for you guys. And the working title right now is Chew the Dew. That's still really funny. Yeah! This, I, I, I mean, look, look I, I'm not the kind of guy who's going to create a segment just because I think the title is funny. It's not just because the title is funny, because my, my original... T- uh, t- title name for this was oh god why oh god please no how did any of us let this happen oh god please no which is also a really good yes. title um but uh um that's the way we chew the do we it's coming to a nerd cast near you anyway thank you guys for being here you guys are wonderful really appreciate it S- say good night aiden say good night aiden oh fuck back up Say good night, Aiden. Good night, Aiden. Say good night, R2.